Well, today, coming at you live with your boy, Big Buck, and it's your boy, Nick Clep. What am, cuz? What happened, big dog? It's good to be here. Oh, yes, indeed. We glad to have Nick Clep up in the thing. Pike County Finest, you heard me? He's yeah, throwing it up, throwing it up to the 601 to the 985 today. Man, Nick, how you been, bro? Been doing good. Been doing good? Especially the last, like, two months. Yeah. I've, I've been just, I've been just living. Yeah. I've been just, just doing my best. Yeah, that's so, all we can do. Absolutely. And so uh, before me being doing good, uh, it's been rough moving from the country to a town, you know? Man, it's a whole new world. <laughs> a whole like, new world. About like a Latin's magic carpet ride. Oh, a whole dude, new world. Drop me off middle of nowhere. Like, <laughs> Everybody, we used to all them them chicken farm animals and everything, oh, but now we up in this big old city, Hattiesburg. And it really ain't even that big. It's just something new that you ain't used to, you know? Because each and every day, like you hearing way more traffic than you mm. normally do. Uh, you ain't waking up and smelling chicken shit. <laughs> and you ain't seeing old Jimmy Ray down, uh, old Jimmy Ray Strickland on the tractor. So it's just, it's something different, you yeah, know? Yeah, for real. Cool. Man, uh, you know, I've been doing this podcast since probably about, say, eh, I think we've been rocking together about 2018. What y'all think? Something about like that, huh, y'all? Mm. And uh, get that out of the way. Sorry about that, y'all. Oh, you got trying to hide. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, the people got you now. Yeah. But no, uh, what you been doing, man, besides the uh besides me doing the podcast, right. man, uh, let me hear about you. What's been going on in your world? So uh we both went to Southwest about the same time. Mm -hmm. And so uh we talk about that in a minute. But uh between leaving Summit and moving here, uh I was thinking about starting uh, music therapy with okay. Carrie. Yeah. And then I was like, mm, that's four more years. And then I come to find out it was still three more years of music education. So to be a band director and also the job to the graduate ratio in Mississippi is super low. And so I wouldn't have got a good job in Mississippi. No way. And so I ended up meeting uh, my fiance uh, about two years ago, right when I left Southwest. Oh, South Weezy, where's oh, Weezy? Yeah, nice and breezy. <laughs> and uh, when I left uh, Southwest, right before, right when COVID hit, they sent us home. Um, I was doing like this music theory boot camp. And so I was just getting just tons of information thrown at me. I was also working out really hard at the time with Kyle Dorr. And Kyle oh man, old doorknob. Oh, we were door. rolling. <laughs> and uh, my health was good. Life was grand. I didn't have to see anybody anymore. I could go chill at the house, play video games, go to the gym when I wanted to. And uh, I just met this girl. And then, then they let me lock down the country. And I'm like, oh, no. It's two weeks in the lockdown, right? I'm sitting at her house, and I hear Sister Coughlin. She's <laughs> Is she good? And she went to check on her. She said, let's go get her tested. Let's go get her tested. Mama got COVID. Jaden got COVID. Jenna don't have COVID. She's the only one showing symptoms. Everybody got COVID, but yeah. she's the only one showing symptoms. And I didn't have it. I tested. You was in the house. I was clear. I was sitting in the house. You've been in the house for two weeks and you ain't had it. Didn't have it. For Come two on. weeks I sat there and did not have it. I got in my car, started driving to mom and daddy's house. Right. I got a phone call. Nick don't come home. Why? We all got COVID. I spent almost a full month at my fiance's house. Just chilling, eating their food, sleeping up on their couch. Right. Just chilling. Living the best life. Oh, man. Living life like it's gold. He yeah. said. Man, man, that's crazy because 
I've been during that whole time, like you say, we've known each other since Southwest, man. Yeah. And we're gonna get to that. We're gonna talk well, about I, Southwest. You come to Park Lane games. Yeah, I've come that's to Park Lane. That's where I met you. That, that's how yeah. I really Ooh. that's how I really started. Big Buck started hanging out with them PA folks. Uh-huh. Oh, they, they they corrupted them. Put hey, yeah. what was that principal's name? He didn't like Big Buck dancing oh, up on that stage. Oh, this, uh, it's Jack Henderson. Yeah, oh Jack Ooh. Henderson. He didn't like Big Buck breaking it down. And y'all oh. know Big Buck like to break it down. Shoot. Shoot. But uh yeah, I started going. I, when me and Nick first met, it was like going to Park Lane games, baseball, football, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. We was always hitting each other up, always trying to see each other as much as we could because besides Southwest, we knew old Christy Case. We both oh, knew old Christy man. Case. BC's mama. We knew old <laughs> BC's mama. Yeah. And I tell you, Christy, she talked so fondly of you. Oh, Way man. before I even met you, she was like, do you know a guy named Nick Kleppinger? And I was like, no, ma'am. She's like, well, when you get to Southwest, you're probably going to meet him. He's just so, in- oh, he's just so neat. Yeah. He's a great guy. He loves to sing. And I was like, really? I-, I don't know how I haven't met him. And when we finally met, I was like, you're Nick Clevenger. Oh, oh my gosh. That's me. Like, and then I I literally, like, the first thing I did right when I went back to Kentwood was go to Christy's house, and I was just like, guess who I met? She mm-hmm. said, who? Nick. I, she said, oh, my God. What? <laughs> I said, yep, I met Big yeah, Nick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, well, she's a hoot. Oh, uh, she is a hoot. But then I found uh, Jade's family, my fiance's family. They're all from Chicago. Oh, Chirac. Oh, yeah. They're from Chi-Town. Yeah. I was... Big Buck been there one time. Oh, Lord. One time? You been there one time, too? I've been there one time. I walked everywhere, and I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. I tried to jump into my truck. I was like, I just ride with you. You just ride with you. Man, I uh, tell you, look, donuts up there are expensive. Dude, the pizza's expensive. It's, it's like that thick. It's, it's a whole pie. It ain't like Fat Boy's pizza. It ain't It ain't those big old slices what we talking about. Mm-hmm. Chicago, New York, all them big old cities, they going to give you the tiniest slice, but going to cost you the most. Absolutely. It don't make no sense. Mm-mm. It don't make a lick of sense. And I tell you what, I ate at a place. I'm getting so sidetracked so early. Oh, it's all right. We can just. I ate at Maggiano's. Maggiano's. That was pizza parlor. No, it is a 1920s like mafia like bar and like family restaurant. Okay. So everywhere else is like restaurant, and then in the center of the place, it's all wood. I want you to just in your mind picture like a mafia. Like speakeasy bar. Okay. Okay. It looks just like that. Imaginano's, I think it's like Little Italy or something like that. And it's kind of franchised, but it's only in like certain areas. Um, and it's, this place is like the real deal, dude. And I spent like $78, $85 somewhere in there. That was appetizers, two course meal, dessert, a couple drinks. Like, dude, it was, it was, it was, I've never like been completely full. I did not eat the second course or the dessert. Come on. I got homemade like lasagna. We uh Jaden had some like um by the way, do you know like fettuccine Alfredo and chicken alfredo is like not a thing? You talking about like it's, it's not, not an Italian thing. Oh, like, there's, probably, a, there's a couple of them it, that it, aren't Italian at all. It's probably something Americanized. That's yeah, what it exactly. Is. Yeah, some of, like while well, the menu wasn't on there, I was like, well yeah. um, so, somebody once told me, uh they didn't tell me that. They were just like I was asking them what their favorite food was. Yeah. And sure enough, they were like Italian food or American food. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, they said American food. And I was like, well, can you tell me what American food is? They were like, you know, food in America. I said, well, if you haven't noticed, you know, America is the melting pot. Exactly. There's different cultures and ethnicities yep. that came all over. So basically, American food 
is Italian food, yeah. is post yeah. food, everything, because everybody has it in America. Mm-hmm. I don't, I wouldn't say America has their own little food. It's just a whole big cultural diversity pot of food and mixes and matches. But yeah. yeah. It's something probably Americanized. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I mean, it's delicious, but Mm -hmm. it's something that somebody come up with, like, oh, we're going to make this. Right. You know? (laughs) Uh, It ain't nothing like the true thing, though. No. It ain't never nothing. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. I got some... uh, Shout out to Oak Forest, that, that senior class. They out Ooh. there. They they uh they up in Europe right now. That's all I. What? Yeah, they over there. We we Paris, France, and they doing they <laughs> up in Milan, Italy. They doing it all. I said, dang, I, y'all lucky. They showing up. I they, they. I went to private school. Where my trip at? That's what? that's what, what I'm saying. I went to public school. I just want to go. I told yeah. them to put me in your luggage. I just, I, I, I I find a way back I'm home. Open, yeah, I, I find a way back home. But who knows? Big Buck turned French. He might be hey. good. I know. I know. Oh, shout out to Antoine. He over there. Mm-hmm. Well, man. Uh, <laughs> oh man. I say it, it's it's. On the on the podcast, man, it's anything and everything. We talk about yeah. all everything. As y'all to notice, we just done jumped like three different side topics. But that's no, fine. Uh, I love coming full circle though. Like, oh yeah, because like ADHD for me is it, it's very linear. So like if we start on something and then we get to the end of something, the in between I'm probably not going to come back to. But I love coming back to that starting point. <laughs> Just the first one, right? Right, but I mean, I mean, this episode really could just be about life. This, exactly, that, that, that's really what it is. The title of this episode will be life. Well, let me tell you, um, you said it. The whole house had COVID <laughs> except you. You was there for a whole two weeks and you never got it, man. I tell you, uh, I caught COVID probably like I said around the same time about twenty twenty, and I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey had like just come yeah. out. I had just got it, and so I'm like binge watching. I'm binge playing like I'm. I've been playing all that, and I was working at this place called Channel Control Merchants. It's like a dirt cheap warehouse at the time. Man, I was driving. Time before. Out. Did you just say dirt cheap warehouse? Yeah, yeah. It, it's like a dirt cheap treasure hunt. Yeah, but it was Where's called my invite ad. Like that sounds dope. <laughs> My bad. I'm so you, sorry. Y'all, you look, you wouldn't have wanted to work there. Nobody would have wanted to work there. But it, it was bad, bro. It was bad. Eight and a quarter. Eight and a, never mind. It's Eight bad. and a quarter. In 2020, y'all, y'all complaining about working at Sonic for 450 for being a cop. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> you lord. Yes, indeed. Nah. Don't want to go back. Don't want to go back. They were nice people. Very yeah. nice people. But no, just the pay was not it, man. It wasn't it. It, it wasn't it. It was not. It was paying the bills, but like. Big Buckton worked a long time. I have told y'all that in the co-op podcast. Big Buckton had tons of jobs, but to make eight and a quarter in the year 2020, that ain't coming. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. And, I mean, y'all know how gas is rising now. Oof. Ain't no way I could have done it now. Mm-hmm. But, no, uh, man, what had happened was I was driving a forklift there, and sure enough, every like I would get there probably like 6 o'clock, 6.30 in the morning, and... Uh, because my sometimes my schedule would change, so it'd be six in the morning, or sometimes it'd be six thirty, just depending on what schedule it was that day. Sure enough, bro, like uh, I would get up, I was really unloading, and I was really unloading trailers more than I was loading trailers. Yeah. And so basically, what we would do, we're just taking all the trash off of the trailers from other stores, and so they the stores would put the trash out, like say, say if they had like a. 
furniture sets, toys, candy, all that type of stuff that you know you would see in a treasure hunt or mm -hmm. dirt cheap. You know, they took all that plastic and all that little broken down paper and whatnot, put it back on the trailers. So we was having to unload all that and we were taking it to our recycling team. So sure enough, one day I'm just hearing this, I'm feeling this throbbing inside the, on my, in my head. And I, so I was like, oh, it's probably just because I probably was out late last night, night before, you know, with some mm -hmm. friends, whatnot, and the, just beep, beep, beep from the forklift back going in reverse so much. And it was like four people doing it all simultaneously. Yeah. So I was like, that's probably just a whole echo. Right. Sure enough, that was not the case. Because I would go home, take some ibuprofen, and I'm a big guy. I took, I take like 1,500 milligrams. I don't, because it was 500 milligrams a piece. So I took 1,500 milligrams. So I was like, knock this headache away. So shoot, sure enough. Knock everything away. <laughs> <laughs> so sure enough, I took that much, you know, that I took that much. And sure enough, I felt good. Well, when I went back to work the next day, beep, beep, beep. It's just throbbing in my head. And I felt this, I smelled this weird smell in my nose. And so I'm thinking, that like maybe my apartment's dirty, nasty, but I was like, I literally just vacuumed like the week before. I mopped literally that Sunday. And I'm just like, what's going on? So I remopped, had the pine sauce. Lemony fresh. Smell all in my house. And it just smelled like the word sick. If y'all can, like, y'all know what the word sick is, just think about how that smells. It was disgusting, bro. It was nasty. And I ended up going to work for a whole week with, basically with COVID. And the crazy thing is that they checked our temperature. They checked our temperature every oh. single day when we got in and we had to go through a metal detector. Had to go through a metal detector to make sure that nobody was stealing stuff like jewelry, earrings, yeah. iPhones, blah, blah, blah. And so we checked our temperature, went through a metal detector and my temperature was fine for that whole week until that Monday I went to USM's, uh, the Moffitt, went to USM's Moffitt Health Center and sure enough, that baby, she's like, baby, you got COVID. Your temperature 101. So, like, girl, it's been like 90, 97 something or whatever the whole other time. I don't know what to tell you. I've been living good. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, I had COVID. And then, something to thaw. Oh, Super David. Super David had to come to the rescue. Him and Noah and Christian, they had to come and give me some chicken noodle soup and mm -hmm. all types of other medicines and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I tell you, it, it was rough, but hey, I did get to beat Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, yeah. I did get to beat that. that I, I was home for two weeks getting paid. I did get to play games. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that is all positive on that one. It, it was. It was a positive, uh, but like I said, that was the only thing with me with COVID, man. Mm -hmm. It was just the headache and the smell. And uh, they gave me, like, you know, USM gave me some little medicine, little antibiotics, mm -hmm. and it was wasn't bad, you know, but... uh. I think probably by that first Thursday, it was over. Yeah. It was over. And I was just like, but it affects everybody so differently. That was, exactly. the, that was the crazy thing. Oh, yeah. Man, I know people back in Kentwood that still say that they can't smell. Mm -hmm. I say, can't smell? How you live in Louisiana and you, don't, you can't smell? Exactly. That sucks. And it's, you know, Unless you live in Bogalusa, that's a blessing. Oh, not the bold. <laughs> Boy, if you live in Bogalusa, you just got to get out. That, paper, that paper mill stank. They're like a scone. Stanks. It stank all over Columbia. What are you talking? I brought to Columbia with my window down. Roll them up. Look, everybody. Be black talking. ice on the put the black ice up on the thing. I can't do it, man. Everybody at my job. I work at this new job now called Berry Global. We make plastic caps. And sure enough, people that live over there around Poplarville, they be saying, man, I can smell Bugaloosa. Mm -hmm. I said, no, you smelling Bugaloosa? They say, we smell Bugaloosa. Mm -hmm. And y'all just know. The bug. The bug. <laughs> 
Little stanky city. <laughs> oh man, there's good people down there though. Yeah, that that, 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 that is one thing. Like yeah. it's, it's a stanky city, but it's good people. Trying to rope you in. They're trying to pull you in. They're like, come stay with us. Right. It's, it's, it's something in the water. Something in the water. <laughs> uh, what, what, what it is, it's the watermelon. Them Washington Pears oh, watermelon. Yeah. Boy, them Washington Pears. No, that's the only thing. That in the fair. That's <laughs> that in the fair. You go down there. Tell you what, man. They got food down there so good. If you set it on top of your head, your tongue beat your brains out trying to get through it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You came with the chicken on a stick. Man, uh, one of my coworkers told me the other day over there in Bugaloosa, they got some little uh, mar fish market, two forty nine a pound for some fried catfish. I said, I might have to take a trip over to yeah. Bugaloosa to get some catfish. Gas prices are worth it at that point. Yeah, for two forty nine a pound for some fried catfish. So we running an ad right now. Okay? Shit, <laughs> boy, I'm telling you, Big Buck going to have to uh, have a fish fry. Y'all come on by and get a plate. Oh, mm -hmm. yes, indeed. Well, man, tell me, uh, you mentioned your fiance, uh, mm -hmm. man. Where did y'all initially meet at? So, of course, people who know me, they know that I sing. They post all over my stuff. Uh, but I've been singing in a Southern Gospel group since 2017. Mm -hmm. Since I got to Southwest. Well, I met her singing at North Jackson Street Methodist Church. Okay. Or just Jackson Street Methodist. It's on North Jackson Street in Brookhaven. In Brookhaven. In Brookhaven. In the Brook. I think this was the first or second time of us singing there. And I'm sitting there, and in the back, <laughs> the back of the church, I see like three or four ladies, I think four. Yeah, it's all four of them, four or five, whatever. They came in the back, and I had I, I have far sided in my left and near sided in my right. My prescriptions are just two different prescriptions in the same set of glasses. And so if I'm looking at something that's too far away, like that poster right there, I'd probably use my left eye a little more, and I'm going to close this one a little bit and focus. Right. And if it's too, like I can't see that sign right now with my right eye. But with my left eye, I can read it just perfectly fine. And so I was doing that on stage. I'm like, who is that? And I was like, all right, whatever. It don't matter. But they came and sat down about halfway. You know, message. They won't sit in the back or the front. They, right they sit in the middle. Right the That's middle. why I start with the M, middle. Yeah, Me yeah. Middle Methodist. Yeah, so they sit right there in the middle. And uh, I can see one of them start turning red. And I'm like, what? Because I'm awful facial recognition. If you in the mall while I'm working there and you're like, Hey, Nick, you better enunciate what your name is because I have no idea who you are until you get about 20 feet from me. So <laughs> I'm not kidding. And so she's back there, and it's her her and her mama, either her sister, her mama, and her, or the opposite way around. They're all sitting there, and I can see you're tapping. Can right. See you're tapping, you know? Like, like, he's I'm cute. Like, he's cute. What is she doing? And we got another singing one. I'm sitting here sweating. You know, I got that monkey suit on, and I'm just, I'm cutting down, and I'm like, all right, cool. And I look up, and they're all three laughing. But her and I'm like, oh, like, all right, cool. Well, I didn't say anything. I don't ever approach anybody <laughs> because although I do a very public job, I'm very introverted sometimes. I don't want to press my first impression on somebody. I want them to come to me, and then once they come to me and invite me in that that uh, personal space of talking and sharing with one another, I will then in, in, uh, engage on, uh, hey, how are you? Thank you so much for coming tonight. Um, it was a blessing for us to be here. When are you coming back? This and that. Like we'll exchange all those pleasantries. And uh, I didn't get any of that, any of that from any of them. None of, not one of them spoke to me. I think I saw Dawn, her mama, mm -hmm. just say, "Great job." And while she was talking to Trevor, Trevor is the bass singer for the group. Mm -hmm. They've known Trevor like the whole their whole life, right? And so I get a text the next day, and it's like, "Hey, this." Either this girl wants your number or just whatever is what how it was presented to me. Right. And what really happened. Was Dawn was my fiance's mama, 
and Jane, Trevor, my boss man's mama, mm -hmm. best friend. Oh, okay. So they And Jane was like, I think Jane should talk to Nick. Dawn's like, I picked up too. And then they, mama gave mama the number. Mama sent it to my best friend. And then best friend sent it to me. You heard what he said. He said, mama gave mama the other number. So that's, uh -huh. see, that's how it always started. Mama's yeah. always incorporated. And then my mama met her the first time and was like, you're marrying that woman. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you ain't like, met I, You met her one time. I, we've been talking like a month or so. I just brought her over. She's like, you get married to her. And I don't think it took another year and a half. And I was like, yeah, I'm getting married to her. Yeah. Sign <laughs> still delivered. Steve I'm yours. Baby. I'm yours. <laughs> I planned my wedding, big dog. Come on. I, man, as soon as you said, I, I did I I got to seal the living. I'm yours. Man, that, that, that wasn't going to be wild. Oh, it's going to be lit. <laughs> you had to holler, brother. Read the state. Yeah, I was there at, look, I, you know, Noah Martin, he does a lot of uh, videography and photography as well as our good friend Caleb Bird. Mm -hmm. Oh, Bird flying over New York City. Caleb Bird? Yeah, he up in New York City now. Like, from Parkway, Caleb Bird? Or no, 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 no. Southwest Caleb Bird. Southwest Caleb Bird. Bird. But that Caleb Bird country and no. all. No, no, no. I don't want to run that camera. Like, if, I love that dude. He's cold train. If that country, Caleb Bird, moved to New York, New York City, he must have no. country no more. He live in the North, North? New York? Does he live in New York? No. Dude, upstate New York? One, expensive. <laughs> Two, beautiful. Now, the soul's up there. All the rich people bought all of it and put, like, one house per, like, 5,000 acres. Shut I ain't kidding. It's as if you took every house in Amon County and made it worth a million dollars. I ain't even kidding. It's just like that. It's just spread out, a nice bunch of land. Right. Oh, it's nice. Yeah, we love that land, but it's just so hot. Mm -hmm. That's the bad thing. But no, uh, Kingsbury, yeah, he's up there doing photography in New York. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, I don't know the name of his little company, but that he's working for. But hey, it's pretty good. And, and I, I said little company, but it's not little. I mean, it's a big company. It's a big franchise. Right. I just, uh, I, they ain't nothing little up there. They ain't, mm -hmm. Not even little Italy. <laughs> Not, but, little, <laughs> not even little Italy, but no, uh, that you had mentioned Reed's hot, that the hideaway, Reed's estate. Uh, man, I've been there tons of times, but I know Noah's, he's told me tons of times where he shot weddings there. And, mm -hmm. uh, I went there this past, uh, this past year for my friend, uh, Dylan Martin and his girlfriend, his now wife, my bad. That's uh, where you went to. Yeah, Dylan Martin. I saw Martin some and, of you. Yeah, it was Dylan I don't Martin. I you sent them to me. So. <laughs> it was Dylan Martin and Mary, uh, Mary Martin now, because I can't remember her maiden name because oh, it's, it's drawing a blank from me. But it was a very beautiful wedding there. And I mean, it's a yeah. very beautiful place. Oh, yeah. it, it was my first time, man. And yeah. I'd love to go back. And I oh, plan I on going back. I can't wait. Yeah, I hope you come. We're going to boogie down. Yeah. Blame it on the boogie. Yes, sir. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> See, me and Nick, we both love some music. Oh, yeah. Man, uh, this man, he can do what? What is that? The Halo intro? Oh man! Yes. <laughs> Outside of Southwest Dawn's doing it, and, and he was like, "Nick, you are a god." <laughs> just cutting up to it. It wasn't no like quiet. I was just oh, just like cutting up, doing it big. Doing oh it big. man, we went to nail benders up in Alexandria, Indiana. Building that church, mm -hmm. and there's Randall's all the like Magnolia First Baptist crew, right? It was all them cats like Tanner Johnson when he was a little younger. Um, oh Lord, who all was there? I can't name everybody, so I apologize to anybody watching this. Uh, I remember Sammy was there, Randall, my brother, um, some of the younger cats, Callie Stone, like Thad Snow. I think even Luke went that year. Oh, Thad. Oh, dude. <laughs> I ain't talked that cat in a while. Thad Snow. Oh, that's a whole other story. Oh Lord. <laughs> I stood up on a ladder, and I mean, I'm it's about, you know, 
85, 90 degrees up in, because, you know, it takes nice and breezy up there. Right. Especially out in them cornfields and whatnot. We're up in the attic, and if our chicken farms, you know, any of our chicken farms, where the insulation is, uh, that hot air will get up there and it'll stay. Right. Because it's nice and humid, it's nice and hot, it'll stay up there in the rafters. So I'm up there trying to get measurements for sheetrock and lay um, overlays so they know where to put the holes at for the, the lighting fixture. And so not too hard. I'm just, you know, just taking measurements. That way they knew where to cut the hole while it was on the ground. So they didn't have to do it up in the air. Right. And I held a light out of my hand and I was just silent. And my husband was like, dum, 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 dum. They had no idea that the dog about to come in. And so I'm sitting there, and amongst about 100-something workers, I started singing the Halo theme song. And everybody in unison stopped and just turned around. And on the hour of every hour, and I do mean every hour, including those times we were sleeping, I had to sing the opening theme to Halo, the well, game. Well, for some of our viewers that don't know the opening, could you do it oh, for dude, us? Dude, I have no idea. I could do it. I, <laughs> I'd kill that mind. Come on can now. Can we play it or can I? Come on. Uh, we want we want to hear that uh, natural uh, sound from uh, Nick. talented i'm telling you man y'all y'all look y'all gotta y'all gotta check him out not just because of this podcast right. but he also is a part of a quartet called for the king correct for the king for the king and that's what it's all about it's for lord king jesus man y'all been together for what I'll, september makes five years yeah i was gonna say it's been probably about since southwest and mm -hmm. y'all kind of got that started yes, sir we started september of 2017 so okay. got there in july because of bank camp and uh, Trevor Davis, he's still our bass singer, still our leader. He texted me, and Branson Blanton and Evan Busman, oh, okay. uh, we were in it. And oh my goodness, did we suck! We were. It was no. bad. I wasn't confident in my singing. One or two of them were, and I don't think one or two of us wanted to be there. It was just you know, if it was up to us, that they wouldn't have left the ground. Wouldn't have left. come on now. Oh, I'm not kidding, dude. And we we owe it all. First of all, to God that he made it. And second of all, that God sent a few people. And we're like, you know what? Let's just take this little idea that these kids have and make it a, make it a, make it a dream. Right. And um, if I, if I, it's about five or six different people. And even if they don't realize it, the things they did might seem smaller and significant, but they just were leaps and bounds on the abilities of those of us that were, are doing this. And, you know, we have some originals. We have about five or six originals. Um, but July makes one year since both Branson and the newer tenor that we had, Trenton, they both left. Branson is now teaching a wonderful choir program out in Texas. Okay. And East Texas. And Trenton actually went to the national circuit. He is singing with the Dixie Echoes. Really? Around the country, yeah. Man, okay. Oh, yeah. Now, we are, over the past five years, we've been between Georgia all the way to Texas. So, he's sang almost a whole Gulf South. We need to sing in Florida, and that would literally be the entire Gulf South. Y'all got it. Oh, yeah. And so, we've just been working hard, and the main thing was meeting people and learning how to work the logistics end of it. Like, our sound equipment now... It's like awesome. Like we filled up, you know, New Heights Baptist out there at Summit mm -hmm. with a little help from there. Uh, 
acoustic uh, speakers up in the roof, we filled up that whole room with with noise. And now we have a router that helps us on an iPad that Trevor's wife has in the back of the room. From a hundred some feet away, she could just change the volume out there in the crowd now. Oh, dude, we're, we're moving on up now. Moving, moving on up. up, yes, sir. Through the east side. <laughs> Moving it on up. Oh, yeah. So I love learning about that stuff because I was completely ignorant to it. You know, there's different levels. And, you know, stupid is you just don't choose to. You right. know better and you won't. Right. But ignorant is you literally do not know. You don't know nothing. Exactly. And I was completely blind to it. And so now that I'm learning all these things, not just in praise and worship, am I having fun and I'm doing good. Right. And in a ministry, we're thriving. You know, we're nonprofit. We do not get paid buy a check that says, here's your service there. We do love offering strictly. And we sell us, we have two CDs. The third one's coming out pretty soon. Uh oh. Um, that second CD, the whole CD of the, the second one is on Spotify. Okay. What's and, the name of that? Um, oh, what is the name of it? It's For the King, of course. And I think the album is named, is it Glory Bound? No, that's the first one. Not Glory Bound in Hasburg. Nah. No. Don't y'all get excited and go to GB. <laughs> I know how y'all love some GB. Yeah, we've just learned so much and we've done so much and I've met so many people and I've met some of my absolute heroes like Jeff and Sherry Easter. I got to meet them not too long ago and Jay Perrick and um, I'm, I'm telling I was going through. Going through. Okay. It's for the king, F-O-U-R, the king, going through. For the king, going through. It's got a bunch of different songs. Like, they have some originals on there, a couple of them, actually. Songs that no one else in the world is saying. And it's like, Leave That Legacy, um, Sunshine, uh, Going Through is an original, um, Under the Blood. It just has some actual originals. And then also, we're probably the baddest cover band in South Mississippi because we sing just the greatest that we can. And we physically can sing. We try to sing the best that we can. A lot of cathedrals, a lot of Southern Gospel stuff. But whenever we're not in front of people, we're not just singing gospel. We'll sing anything that challenges us to be better mm -hmm. and um, to reach that new height. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. At all. There's nothing wrong with that. Man, I, I've lo I, I'm love. as long as I've known you, man, just you, you a jack of all trades. There, there ain't nothing that you can't do through the will of God, man. Exactly. You know I mean, and that, like I say, man, to be a part of a quartet called For the King, that's that's just giving more glory mm -hmm. and honor to Him, you know. And like you said, you're not. It's a nonprofit. Y'all are only doing love offerings, you know. And how you said in the beginning. You might really didn't even want to be there. You really mm -hmm. wasn't confident in yourself. But yeah. now, just they like said it's almost five years. It and saved my life. See I, where I'm you not are. Kidding. See it, where you are you now. Know, it you literally know. saved my life. Um, because after high school, the girl that I was dating, um, me and her, it just it ended, and it wasn't on good terms. It was Burt Bridges style stuff, and I was really hurt. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do, and I put a lot of my self value in her. And I don't regret the relationship at all. Um, I learned a lot, a lot of do's and a lot of don'ts. And uh, more importantly, I didn't just learn how to how I should treat a woman. I learned it how I learned it. I learned how I should treat myself, and um, it was hard. <laughs> and I made some friends, and I loved them. I still love them dearly, even though we don't talk. Um, 
And but if they want to talk to me, I'd be here just as, like the day we left off. Right. And regardless of what they heard or what anybody heard um, of how our relationship was, I really, I truly die for my brothers, you know. And I love those guys. And uh, I can't wait to see him again. But, uh, you know, I ain't going to give up no names. I ain't give up no, oh, no, nobody's no, business, no. you know. And um, so after that, I started coping with other things. And even after I joined the quartet, I didn't think that things would get off the ground. Between September and December, I was living like I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. And that included everything you think of. <laughs> Without incriminating myself, <laughs> that included everything. I tried to, And I also it got to the point where I was trying to live how my mama wanted me to in church on Sundays and Wednesdays. And I was like, I wanted to the rest of the week. Right. And um, then the quartet started picking up. And then I started picking up as far as um, what I was doing. I started making money off that too. Right. And how we were doing it and stuff like that. And started going to a lot of parties, hanging out with a lot of people. And it was rough. That first year was hard. I First time I ever failed a class, ever. It's the last time too, but... First time I'd ever failed a class for no reason. Like they say, it's the first and the last. Mm-hmm. First and the last. You, if you learn hard enough, you learn good enough, that'd be the last time you learn that lesson. Right. You ain't got to get no ass whooping no more because nope. life gave it to you. Yeah, exactly. Quick, <laughs> fast, in a hurry. Right. Yeah. Like they say, hard ass, hard head, make a soft behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you said, I say that just like you, uh, just to say, you know, that's one of them old country sayings. Because like you said, learned it. You yeah, know that? I learned it. Well, see, what I learned it is, they say, learned it, what's that? That's one of them old country things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I learned it. I learned it back in pre-primer school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, dude, I'm only a couple hours away from a minor in English, like teaching English. <laughs> so, well, oh, on paper? Well, genius. Yeah. I'm great. But, like, when I start talking, I'm like, man, they don't talk me out. <laughs> go Dyers. Go Dyers. Well, Lord bless it. Let, and then, see, I tell people all the time that you mentioned about almost being an English minor. Uh, I'm like, you know, everybody always says like, you know, Spanish people come to America. Why well, Spanish speaking people come to America? Why is it that they don't learn English and everything like that? And I'm like, well, man, do you understand how hard the process is for them just to become uh, American citizen as well mm-hmm. as to learn the English language? Because there's so many what you would say Americans that can't even speak English correctly, and because there's so many words that mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's Three, four different ways to say there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and each one of them become different. Right. Differently spelled, everything different meaning. I mean, and you know, sometimes in just day-to-day life, communication barriers are broken as well as messages aren't received. So it's, it is. So English is hard. Yeah. And I like, because people tell me like, oh, Spanish is easy. French is easy. German, Latin, all that stuff is easy. I know, I remember, uh, not to throw back to singing, but like, I remember I sang a couple Latin songs when I was in high school Same. choir, man. And I tell you like, that, 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 that's something that I, I don't think I could learn. Mm-hmm. I would have, because, Domine, like all that type of stuff. Man, I'm telling you, it's just, Something that you, if you're really trying to learn a different language, you have to really, like, be on it every single day. And even for us Americans growing up K through 12, as well as college and every, and beyond, taking English courses, there's still some things that you don't know. Because, I mean, you can ask some people nowadays, what's a predicate? What's a, what's a verb? What's an adjective? Show me this sentence. 
And what's all that? Because I'm going to tell you, there's something Big Bud don't know. Don't ask me. Make me sweat. Make me sweat. <laughs> don't ask me. Don't ask me no questions. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing. What comes across my mind all the time. Conjunction, junction, what's oh your function? Yes, sir. Making up words and phrases and clauses. How do you remember that? <laughs> that's that because man, that's one thing Spring Creek Beavers. Shout out to Spring Creek. Oh, dude. <laughs> well, I tell you, I remember watching that. As your body grows bigger, your mind must flower. It's great to learn because knowledge is power. Been waiting for conjunction junction. Conjunction junction, what's your function? Hooking up words and phrases and clauses. Uh, Bill Nye the science guy. Yes. <laughs> Bill, 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 Bill. Yes, Boy, sir. Bill, Bill was the shit. That was the shit. Bill still is the shit. Man, look, look. <laughs> Forget watching bench warmers. Let's put on oh, Bill Nye the yes, Science Guy. Sir. Boy, that was the stuff back oh, in the day. Oh, uh, I'm just a bill sitting <laughs> on Capitol Hill. Oh, yeah. I'm just a bill sitting on Capitol Hill. Don't know if I go to the Senate or the Congress. Don't even know. <laughs> that that was, was the things, man. <sighs> uh, the Great American Melting Pot. Man, like Schoolhouse of Rock. Like nowadays, you know, the kids growing up, they don't know anything about that. Nope. They oh. don't. They, they, there's too much of iPhones, MacBooks, TikTok. Yeah. Well, right now, in this age we're living in, it's the easiest it's ever been to get to somebody. Yeah. Like, I'm talking, there are villages in Africa that they are now taking solar panels to so that they can run their water through town. And that produces more electricity so that they can have light poles and lights and safety nets from anything they want. And so they're starting to build civilizations in places they've never done before. And they're starting to give them phones so that they can request and they can talk. And people in third world countries are now more, I'd say, I'm going to say less. Third world countries now are less poor now than they used to be because the poverty line's coming up as that top line goes higher as well. Mm -hmm. And it's still sad that we have that bottom line, but it's so easy to reach people nowadays. But we're still not reaching them the way we used to. Oh, Radio still reaches ninety three percent of all Americans. Right. Even in our like our younger people, like what this is, it's still radio. And you know what I'm saying? But it's so easy to reach people yet we're not using the simple methods. Them things we still remember them now. Right. I'm and telling I you. just saw it a couple times when I was a kid. And and that's all it took. Yeah. That, that's all it took, you know. Man, it's just like, and like you, how you mentioned about radio. Like, there's so many times where you can ask uh, friends our age and a little bit younger, like, oh, what do you listen to? It's usually always Apple or Spotify. Mm -hmm. When I was working at Channel Control, there were kids that were, I, I say kids, but they were, they were grown adults that were like probably, because I was like 22, 23 at the time. There are people working there that were in there late 20, mid 20s, late 20s, listening to Pandora. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "You're still rocking Pandora." I ain't heard the pan. I ain't heard anybody listen to Pandora since eighth grade. Right. That was when everybody was on Drake. 
<laughs> the, Mr. Loverboy. Oh, Air, man. Everybody was on Drake. And then they're talking about they used this. Uh, and then they talked about, like, some of them people made me just think about, like, how far we have come. Because they were talking about, oh, MySpace and all they ever use for social media is just Facebook. And I'm just like, what? Like, nah. Yeah, got- that's our main platform. Yeah. Facebook for the group. I'm not kidding. Like, 3,000 followers on Facebook. Come on. And like, and it resets because people leave, people come back, spam accounts get deleted and stuff. Right. And so that's always updating us. And it's somehow Facebook is still our number one platform. Hey, we have TikTok, we have an Instagram. Right. I think we well, we have Snapchat group chat. Right. Just us. But the outreach right now is so crazy, and it's not being used for good. And that's kind of sad because a good message, the right message, regardless of what you think it is, something positive nonetheless could be pushed out so fast, so easy, and spread so quickly. But instead. They'd rather the story. They'd rather something that has drama, mm-hmm. something that people are going to bite into. Because it's sad to say that most people are the same way the media is. Oh, yeah. All they want to hear is something that gets them upset or gets them fired up right. or gets them going, you know? They don't want to hear a, everything was cool today. Like, they don't want to hear Right, they don't want that easy going yeah. thing. They don't want to hear about the whole sunshine and everything. Yeah, they don't exactly. want, They don't want to hear all that good stuff. They yeah. want to hear all the nitty-gritty just outright bad, right. and I don't want to. I don't want to hear all that. Like, um, you know, every day that you go through life, there's going to be some BS that gets thrown in your face. But you got to continue to persevere. I tell people all the time, perseverance is key, as well as moderation and so many other things. But you have to continue to strive and thrive for that greatness. Whatever that goal is, you got to continue to be like Peter Cottontail and hop down your trail. Because you see the you see the golden carrot that you want to eat, <laughs> they are gonna say what the hell he talking about? They, they like half of them probably don't know what Peter Cottontail is. Yeah, Peter Cottontail that's that's the man he up in the <laughs> down in the in the, in the farmer's garden, yeah, <laughs> stealing all the cabbage and the lettuce and getting them all mad. Yeah. But the whole point is, you just. In life, you can't let just little simple things get you down, you know. Like, we just had this, uh, the the shooting up in Buffalo, New York. We just had those 20, 21, 22, yeah, 21. 21, 21 people die up in uh, Uvalde, Texas. I wanted to get it right. Yeah. Well, uh, there's just, and I mean, and that's not the only things that are going on in the world. Like, you know. Those are just major things that have hit yeah. the media because trust me, there was probably six to twelve other big major events yeah. that happened on those days, but those were just the two that Yeah. It, like in journalism they say if it bleeds, it leads. Yep. And exactly. If it bleeds, it leads. And I I tell you what, and this is a stat, you can look this up right now, and I'm gonna be at least two to three percent off. Or I'm gonna be pretty close. Do you know what the number one leading causes of gun deaths is in America? The number one leading number one not leading causes of death, number one leading causes of gun deaths alone. There are thirty three thousand gun deaths per year, on average. Man, I can tell you, sixty six percent of gun deaths are suicide. Suicide. Yep. Only I think they said four to twelve percent. Somewhere in those, somewhere in that ballpark, between only four and twelve percent, so less than eleven. So you took thirty-three thousand, cut that to only eleven thousand. Eleven thousand people on average a year that are killed 
are actual mass or gun or gang related. Right. Then there's a stat for gang related, and that mass shooting number goes even lower. And so, why aren't we blowing up suicide? Why is suicide awareness even bigger? You talk about mental health. I actually watched that episode earlier this morning, and you put the suicide prevention hotline on the end, and we have walks and we have TED talks and we have a hotline and we have all these different things. And I don't feel like people are outreaching enough. You know, the push-up challenge for veterans right. and for police officers and first responders. Um, I think it's a wonderful challenge and stuff like that. But I know, personally know three veterans right now who have literally looked me in my eye and told me, Nick, we don't get any help from the VA. Not in Mississippi. We don't. And so I hate that the media is going to take these children that have just been killed. And I have you watched the boy in Buffalo? I won't say his name because he doesn't deserve any clout. Right. The boy in Buffalo, it was 18, and the boy was 18 in Valde too as well. He streamed it on Twitch, and people screen recorded it before it got deleted, and I've seen it. And he, it was racially motivated. He wrote a 180-page manifesto on why. Most of it was copy and pasted from somebody else's. But the first part and the very last part were all written by him, typed in. Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as he gets out of the car, the first person he shoots was a white lady. The youngest of all the victims was 32 years old, 34, 32 years old, white lady. She had kids and whatnot. And then predominantly the rest were either black or of white and black mix. And then he shot another white man. And then he looked down on the ground and there was a white man saying, please don't. And he stopped. He said, oh, sorry. I guess that's what was going on. And they kept walking. And it just made me sick to my stomach. And I think I was sitting there. I've been so upset the last two weeks about this. And then it hit me. I was like, oh my gosh, that's what they want. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. That's the only reason that the media will put stuff like that out there and let stuff like that get recorded is because they want you to be up in, up in arms. That way, whatever news outlet lets you see this or lets you hear about this, you'll be behind them on the next story. Right. On the next story, you're a full force behind them. I think CNN should post more about this. We need to get justice for this. Blah, 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 blah. But they're still not talking about the other 66%. The other 22,000 people who are killing themselves every year with the gun. Not counting the people who are doing it by jumping, pills, car accidents. Because not all car accidents are accidents. Right. And I, I got some stories of my firefighter buddy, Chris McKenzie. And, dude, it's rough. Man, I, can, I can give an analogy, but it, get, it gets dark, and I don't want to go there. Man, I could and, I could only imagine, bro, because um, like y'all y'all know, Big Buck knows everybody. Uh, there there there's a lot of people I know, and uh, we met. I uh, had a good friend of mine uh, named Will Will McKelvin. Will McKelvin. Oh yeah, Big Will. Uh, uh, no, no, I don't think he. I don't think he ever read this. Which will? Uh, one with the park lane, or no, no, no. This 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 guy's from uh, Spring Creek area, back okay. in Kentwood. Uh, uh, if if you would have met this guy, uh, I I don't know, but uh, he he's a great guy. Uh, one of my best friends, uh, Dawson Blaylock, childhood friend, lived right up the street from me on the Dollar Road, and uh, I remember just times of uh, us playing as kids. You know, uh, his it was his uncle. His uncle Will would always just like you know you know how uncles are beating up on little nephews yeah. and stuff, just playing around. And sure enough, um, no uh, no one ever knew that uh, Will was just battling just some mental health issues, yeah. you know, and uh, I was thinking about that, how you was, you just come up with them stats, you know, just like, man, like you just never know what people are going through and you talking about how there's so many people de- that's dying just because of suicide and 
I did put that number on that mental health awareness podcast just because, you know, people need to know that mm -hmm. number as well as people need to understand that mental health awareness it just isn't for the month. It should be year round. Year round. It yes. should be year round. Like it, really everything, everything that anyone's going through should always be year exactly. round because like gun, gun control violence, the push up for firefighters, our first responders, all of that, that should be. Uh, acknowledge like year round just because like these things happen on a day to day basis exactly. that no one just that yeah, I guess you'd say that everyone kind of turns a blind well, eye yep. to if it's not if it's not somebody dying just that day they just don't care exactly they and not saying that they don't care as they don't it's just that they don't have any sympathy for it mm -hmm. but it's just like not a major issue for exactly. them to think about. Because uh, I tell people all the time, you know, um, a lot of people, they just may do just the, the Lord's Prayer or whatnot. But I always try to pray for my friends and my foes, bros and the hoes. <laughs> no, but all joking aside, I try to pray for my friends and my foes, everybody, to ever, wherever they go and where they go to and fro, you know, on the highways and byways, you know, just to get them safe. Because, you know, there's so many people in the world today, bro. And like as many deaths that go on, there's many births going on exactly. at the same time and vice versa, you know. So each death, there's another birth. And I'm just thinking just like, man, it's crazy because you hear about the Evalde Texas shooting. You heard about the Buffalo, New York shooting. I mean, um, there was another shooting, a mass shooting on that subway with, I, I can't, that, yeah. that, that dude's name and up. Bird, Caleb Bird from uh, Southwest. That is the same subway that he takes to work every day, he said. That's what I found out from Noah. Uh, yeah. Noah had talked to him and he was like, that's the same subway that I ride every day to work. That's crazy, man. And, You know, like, you just going through normal day life and just mm -hmm. things like that happen. And so, you know, you always gotta gotta watch yourself and watch your surroundings. Yeah. But you should always watch what you say to people because you don't know what people are going through. Exactly. You don't know what people are going through. You don't like. It, there's one thing about making a joke, but you gotta make sure that that mm. message is received as a joke. Exactly. Because you don't know what people are going through. They could really hurt themselves as well as hurt others, mm -hmm. and you don't know if they have that person to lean on mm -hmm. to confide in because right. sometimes they just snap I, I i can't imagine like what was going through that tech that 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 guy that 18 year old boy's mind in Valde, texas to want to kill those many people uh especially kids kids you know, you know? i had mean nothing to do with him had nothing to do with him uh that's that, that's just crazy it dude. is that it, it it just it, it gets under your skin. You it, gets, yeah, it gets under your skin it, because uh, there's so many like because that made when I first seen it, I had to figure out where it was in Texas because yeah. I have a nephew and some family in Texas. Right. I, yeah, I Branson and a couple friends of mine and some family are over there in Texas. So I'm like, okay, where was this at? And I was like, how far is this from the Fort Worth mm -hmm. area? And I was just like, all right, well, this is nowhere near there, but still, just like praying for all these people because mm -hmm. now these parents and aunts and uncles won't get to see those children again because right. of whatever his actual motive was, mm -hmm. which there is no adjust, no any just motive no. for any of that. Not that. There, there, there's no, I mean, you can blame it on mental health. You can blame it on lack of parenting. I don't A know. A lot of people are jumping on the police about it. Yeah. Because, because the man who actually killed him 
Uh, I saw this on Facebook this morning. I'm not going to say it's 100% validity to this. Right, by like just, Facebook, yeah, Instagram news. Just what through the grapevine, you know, it, it, is the man who killed him was a Border Patrol off-duty officer, and he was down the street at the barbershop that's really close to the place. His wife is a fourth-grade teacher. She texted and called him. He goes down there, grabs the shotgun out of the barbershop right out of his truck, Heads to the school. Police are already sitting out front because they've had the lockdown, the silent alarm lockdown going on. They just haven't entered the school because they don't know where he's at. Homeboy walks in there by himself or with a shotgun, uh, walks to his wife's classroom, opens the door, brings them all out, escorts them out the front, walks back in. Homeboy has just come out of the classroom where he killed them kids and he shoots him. Man. Yeah, I know. And the police, they're really the police right now because I don't know the validity of Right. I'm just saying that is what the story said. Right, that's what the story said. And so, but dude, I, it's 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 put me on so edge on so bad because if we hadn't said it already, I work at the mall here in Hattiesburg, and even on a slow day when there's nobody in there, there are still almost 500 plus workers there at yeah. all time. Oh yeah. And on top of that, there's even if it's just trickling people in, it's still a couple hundred people at a time. Oh yeah. If not a thousand, and they need time. So oh. there's over a thousand people at that mall at any given time 100%. between opening and closed. Oh yeah. And so at any moment, if a worker, if an employee, or if a, if a worker, like an employee or a customer, uh, one of the managers, if anyone just snapped, there's no way in the world I could get to every store and get them out their back door or out the front. Because some of them don't have back doors. They only have front doors. Right. They lock the gate. There's no way in the world I get every one of them out. And they won't let us be armed. I'm going to tell you right now, just because Allied Universal, Universal listening to this, if something happened, Big Nick got it covered. Okay. I won't incriminate myself. We're going to be all at the, the food court in the office. If you was in sight of me in that office, that is it, Chief. You better be wearing body armor. I'm telling you now. I've been practicing. Yeah. Got you locked on no, site. dude. That's it. But, like, it just scares me that that can happen at any time. Yo, man, man, I tell you, it can happen anytime. Yeah, and not just that way. I know we're talking about shooting, but not just that way. Car accidents. Oh, you yeah. Know, Hard. I know I'm a bigger man, and I like worry. I want to. I worry about my health, and I was doing really good. And then when I moved here, it's on the decline. But these last few weeks, I've been doing really good. I've been cutting a lot of stuff out. I've been starting with my diet first, and then easing into a schedule where I can work out. And so, heart heart disease and heart failure kills every. That's the number one killer in the world. Right. It kills more people per year. And then diabetes, and of course, uh, different. Um, Diseases and viruses come up close next to that. And then, of course, gun violence and actually just human violence in general right. is below that. And so the one that seems most unfair to us is the one where a human kills another human. And because we're all like books, some of us are poems. It's so sweet, but it's so short. Mm-hmm. And some of us are short stories. We don't live very long, and we sometimes have a good story. And then normal books or light novels decent amount of years on it and a lot of information that can be taken in in one day. And some of us are like encyclopedias or big, big, like the Bible, big books, <laughs> full of information, full of philosophy, full of things, a nice, long, healthy life. And we all want to be like that encyclopedia. Right. And I heard this on TikTok. Steve-O said this on Hot Ones. So if Steve-O ever watches this, shout out. Um, he said, it's human nature to want to survive. But the only thing guaranteed to happen to us as humans is we won't. And that was, yeah, that was just so simple, yet so prophetic to me. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, the what was it? Uh, 
survival of the fittest, you know, yeah. and the strong shall survive. And we we all trying to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. We all trying to make it through the day, but there's so many obstacles in our in our path mm -hmm. sometimes, and it gets hard for us to do that. But that's 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 correct, man. Mm -hmm. I see you. That's, you want to come full circle real quick? We can't. You asked me how I was doing. So we're going to come on full circle. We talked about everything that's been happening, you know, recently and whatnot. And so that first year being here in Hattiesburg, mental state was on the up and up because I was at the lowest, I was at the lightest I'd ever been, the strongest I'd ever been. I was working out with Kyle every day, sometimes two times a day, good strict diet. Mm -hmm. Jaden's daddy passes away. Oh. In July. And I left the last, like on the 31st or 30th, I left August 1st to come to Hattiesburg. Yeah. And so it was a horrible accident. It was an explosion at his work. It wasn't his fault. And uh, OSHA got involved, a lot of stuff going on. And uh, still going on. And so I leave. My girlfriend, Tom, distraught. I'm distraught. The whole family is just in shambles emotionally. They're holding good together as far as staying together. Right. They came together really quickly. There was a lot of like actual blood and non-related family there for them. Right. And I'd seeing that was very happy and was very was good. It was good to see them there for each other. Right. Especially in this time because Mark was very loved, very well uh well versed with his hands, hard working man. The biggest forearms I'd ever seen on a man in my life. Look like a gorilla. And <laughs> big old white gorilla. I mean, he was super short. He was real short, man. Short big old arms. Short but stout. Yeah. Short but stout. And so he passes away and I move over here. And I just get overwhelmed with all this COVID school stuff. Because I thought it could be a music education major. They told us there's no way you could do online because we have recitals. We have to practice in person. Our lessons have to be in person. All the, I'm a percussion student. All my instruments that I get to use are at the school. Right. I have to go to the school. And so even during COVID, I'm still going back and forth to school and trying to find a job and trying to work. Uh, my future pa-in-law just passed away. You know, the whole family's hurt. Um, she needs me there for her and all that stuff starts happening. And I just, I'm not working out anymore. I had to put, I put on like 15 pounds, in like three weeks. It was rough. And I'm just, I was at 450 when I started working out. I had gotten all the way down to like 375 and just my shoulders were getting yoked. I was getting big. I was right. being healthy. My heart, I could feel my heart rate coming down. Right. Like resting heart rate. Like as I'm sitting, I could feel it getting slower and getting more control. And so I was really healthy and just everything took a turn for the worst. And I was like, dude, you know what? I'm just going to go find me a job. Well, I'm going to work with Matt and my dad. You know, they logging. Right. Making a couple hundred dollars a day. I'm going to work with them. I'll work hard for the rest of my life. And I don't know what told me not to, but I had a full-on mental breakout in my room. I didn't go to work. I didn't go to school. I laid in bed all day. Just tried to figure out what I could do. And... I didn't gotten my life right because the stuff that I was doing, I had stopped doing. I had stopped seeing the friends that I was hanging out with, um, trying to get my stuff back on track. And so I saw, I started listening to Post Malone. Oh, Post. Oh, I love on Post Malone, baby. Dude. <laughs> Blood lighting cigarettes. They yes, say that's what you smell like. <laughs> uh, feeling, feeling Whitney. Feeling Whitney. Oh, man. Oh, uh, I literally sat there. Ooh, 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 ooh. I was in my bed holding my pillow with my girlfriend on the phone, my fiance on the phone. And that song in the background. I said, are you okay? I, said, I had this song on repeat for like six hours. 
and I knew every word to it, and I was just sitting there just singing it. It's just tears. I'm just, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. And um, not long after that, uh, I got the job security at the mall. And um, I don't know what pulled me out of the funk, but I was in that funk for the rest of that school year. It was, and no, I haven't, because you know, this is the first time we've sat here and talked, talk. I've right. seen you a couple times. Right, at the mall, but right. this is the first time that we've talked, talk mm-hmm. like this in a, in a good long yeah, time. For good. real. And I've, I rarely got to see David. I never got to, I don't get to see Alex. I didn't get to see John. Uh, Michonne doesn't moved up there. Um, I didn't get to see any of the people that I knew. Right. I'm living with Daniel Little, and now his little brother's with us. And, um, you know, it's, it, I can talk to Daniel, but. Um, I don't know. It's just different. It's just seeing different people would help. Right. You know, because at Southwest, if y'all, y'all don't know about Southwest Mississippi as well as South Weezy where it was easy. Southwest was like a family. Like, mm-hmm. I'm from Kentwood. He's from Pike, Pike County, you know. Magnasty. Magnasty. All of it, you know. We just, Osaka, Magnolia, Kentwood, Louisiana. I mean, there's people from Mandeville, Louisiana, yeah. Pontchartula. All come in the southwest just to get a little. I mean, uh, even get, up north too, right? Up north, everywhere, coming to southwest to get an associate's degree, whatever it might have been, and it was more of a family. Yeah, southwest was like a family because it's such a small campus. You were walking, or, for the most part, everybody kind of stayed on campus, or they kind of stayed somewhere in yeah. Summit, you know. So you saw those people every single day, and if you didn't see them every day, just a class in the lunchroom, or you probably was just hanging out, especially during summertime, oh, yeah. going to a river or just going to a ball game. Yeah. So you became intertwined with those people in their lives, and then, like you said, to come up here and for all of that to happen, and it was gone. And it was gone because everybody had just everybody that was in your close tight Man, circle. I'm glad you just, get it. Hmm. I'm glad you get it. Yeah. That's I, what happened. I had to make all new friends at this university. And so William Carey's University now. And all these freshmen and, and, and juniors and seniors and stuff like that I met. I felt like the old man to these young cats coming in. Oh, man. But I felt like I didn't know nothing compared to the, the, the sophomores and the juniors and seniors. But I was like a super sophomore when I moved because mm-hmm. I did three years at Southwest. Mm-hmm. I got a general and a music degree from there. So I have two associates from there. And so... Um, when I got to William Carey, I, I did really good in my music theory, and that was probably the only thing that went good for me, was I passed the theory without having to redo anything. Um, and I met some of these old cats, but because it's on trimester schedules, they were in their last tribe classes. Mm. So I only got them for one trimester. So the older people I could confide in right. and talk to are now actually band directors now. I'm going to work for one of them in July. Yeah, yeah man. I'm going to go do her. I'm going to... Uh, it's called you tech. If you tech for a band camp or tech for a drumline or a group in the marching band, I'm going to be teching a drumline mostly, and then I'm also going to be teching for low brass and some uh, woodwind stuff that I've been practicing. So, um, but yeah, to come back to that, funk lasted the whole year because I had spent three years, and I still talk to a lot of those people on a daily basis or a weekly basis, right? And love them dearly. And I met a lot of friends in and outside of Southwest. Some people didn't even go to Southwest. They just hung with us. We was a crew. <laughs> we were like, I'm going to hang with these people. You know what I'm saying? Right. I ain't got nobody else hanging out with a decent, cool guy. Yeah, I, I, I get that South Weezy going on. <laughs> yes, sir. And so, 
we're just just chilling, you know, and we're hanging out, and it was so good to be with people, and it it really taught me how fleeting life can be. Oh man, and it's just some people like this is in Medea too, but some people are like the leaves on a tree; they're here and then they're gone, right? And then the new ones will be back next season, right? And some are like the branches; they're there for a little while, but eventually they're gonna break off. Some of them are like the limbs that stem off of the trunk; they're more sturdy. Eventually, they too will leave. And some of them are like the trunk. They're going to be there for a very long time, but eventually, someday, they might get cut down. And then you have friends like the roots. No matter what you try to do, a remnant of them roots will be left. Right. And you're only going to have like three or four of those friends in your lifetime. On God. Dude, On God. I, and, oh, and so I have a couple of those friends. And I know a lot of people, just like you and me. We both know a lot of people, especially faces. Like sometimes I forget their name. I'm like, I know you. Right. Like I don't know your name, but I know you. But but the the thing is, they always know us. Yeah, I hate that. They know us. And I'm like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. I don't know you, baby. I'll be like, they're like, oh man, I met you at this party or this park game. Yeah, yeah. They're like, you said a stage band show. They was yes, I was. (laughs) Yeah, but that was like three years ago, and Uh like there's been so much to go on in three, four, Mm -hmm. five years ago. Like last time I seen you, I didn't have a beard. Uh, I didn't have this big, thick beard. I changed cars. Uh, I've changed living situations, jobs, everything. They're like. Huh. I was like, as well as like you didn't look the same. You had a different girlfriend. But you you are one hundred percent correct, man. Yeah. And I can only I, I, I can understand that because man, um, you know, like I said, at Southwest we're all like a family, man. I remember when my uh talk about Memorial Day and uh, just dealing with loss, you know, and just new change and about talking about friends, man. I remember when I turned, I was, tell, I was telling my friend Isaac Hoffman this earlier this week. Uh, he came back into town. He was like, man, but the 20s are weird. And yeah. I was like, yeah, they are, man. I said, but it's a growing process. Yeah, that, that That's one of the parts of uh, growing. You kind of still kind of finding yourself. Man, I remember when it was uh, my 20th birthday, my my 20th birthday, May 20th, uh, just kind of uh, was getting ready to uh, be finishing up at Southwest. And so I'm like, all right, cool. Well, that Sunday, next day, May 21st, I lost a good friend, John Boyd Moore, Ashley Moreau. I tell you, that was crazy to me because something came over, came across my mind thinking like, I should follow that ambulance. I should follow that ambulance. and but I, But I didn't. I didn't go. I ended up going to the Kentwood Library, telling people happy birthday on Facebook. Then I ended up going to BC's house. And then when I got that distraught news, I just had to go. And the first place I went was to my grandmother's house where my mom, where my mom was. My mom was checking in on my grandma because my grandma was sick at the time. And then surely later, probably about June or July, I think of that year, if I'm correct, my grandma passed away. And so I'm like, well, now I didn't lost three people in probably less than a little bit about three, four months, you know, three people that I was really close with. And then to have move up here to Hattiesburg, you know, I surpassed all that, that trauma as well as all that difficulty. I kept on pushing forward. I got my degree and everything, you know, um, that was real hard for me to deal with while I was going to Southwest. But then coming up here, to Hattiesburg, like you said, not really, you still, because, like, I didn't really, 
when I went when I wanted to come up to Hasburg, I didn't know anybody here. Uh, I remember coming on a tour and I seen John Shannon and Bryce Boyd. I was like, <laughs> what? The, I'm the two cats to see right there. <laughs> right. I was like, what? What are they doing here? And sure enough, I I, let, I introduced them to Mama Buck. And sure enough, and Mama was like, who are those? I said, who? Are those? She was like, who are those guys? I was like, oh, they went to Southwest with me. And they're like, oh, she's like, oh, well, you'll have somebody up here. I said, yeah, we'll have some. Fr- I'll have some friends. And, and they stuff. both left. Yeah. And they both left. <laughs> But they they stayed here for a little while. They stayed here yeah. for a little while. I think John's in and out, especially. Yeah, John's uh, in, John's in and out. Was he must saw Bryce in West Virginia, Virginia, something like that. Right, right. Uh, but I was just like, well, then I, you know, Kelly Kaiser was up here. Yep. David, Caleb Bird, uh, Blade was in and out of here yeah. every now and then. You know, he'd be traveling from Summit to Hattiesburg. Oh, that crew was that, man. We we had us a little crew up here, but then just things started. Fickling and trickling away, you know, and and that's how it happens, you know. Uh, I that whole time I was just like between the losing losing John Boy and my grandmother and Ashley, and then coming up here, I was just like, man, life is like a movie, mm-hmm. you know. Like there's the good, the bad, and there's, there's that middle, you know, where yeah. everything's going good, and then there's that just highs and lows. Yeah, it's the highs and lows all the time, yeah. man. And I'm just like, I remember. Um, how you're talking about, you know, just lost in your your fiance's family and how you were just down and out. You're just trying to figure out how to mm-hmm. do your best that you could for her, comfort her, comfort her, as well as get your sanity and your physical emotions right with school and work, trying to provide for yourself and better yourself. Man, I remember when I had a, a apartment, I had a roommate at my apartment, and man, he didn't he didn't do it the right way. And uh, I ain't going to say no names. If you know who I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about. But he didn't do it the right way of leaving. And he didn't want to tell the apartment complex that he was leaving. Didn't want to give them that 30-day notice and stuff like that. And at this time, this is like 2020. Uh, yeah, this is like 2020. And back in 2019, I had just lost my car. At the end of 19, I lost my car and my job because I was like five minutes right before I was getting off work. I got in an accident. The lady at T. So I was in a car and a job for eight months, and so that was the that time in my life. David, Noah, and Christian, uh, Blade, as well as Bird, they were all just picking Big Buck up all over Hattiesburg just to take him anywhere and everywhere he needed to go. Grocery shopping, barber shop. Uh, excuse me, home back to Macomb to, so I can get a ride to Kentwood, et cetera, you know. There was just so many things that was going on in my life, and I was just like, man, I mean, is it going to get better? How how can it get better? Yeah. Uh, like I said, the roommate, that was just really bad because, like I said, he didn't leave the best way, and then he was talking about how he couldn't pay for bills, couldn't pay for that, and I was just like, man, I'm – asking my mom for money and I hated the fact that I'm asking my mom for money because the fact like I'm grown enough I should have money saved up but at the same time life happens life happens and so now I'll never forget the night I can't tell you the date uh when it was but sure enough I was how you're talking about you listening to feeling Whitney man I'm telling you that night that so much BS cops were called over here and everything David came and we just really just sat down and literally just, I just bawled my eyes out, just wondering like, how I'm gonna do it? How am I gonna do it? And um, I tell you, one one song that I really do cherish that my grandma uh, would always play in the car, uh, Never Would've Made It by old Marvin Sapp. Okay. Never would've made it 
without you, I would have lost it all. I'll tell you. Ooh, the, I didn't listen to that. <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm saying. I never heard that song before. Man, you got to check it out, man. Okay, that, that, yeah. that, that's the song That'll right be there. Indian Paula when I leave. That'll be, <laughs> that'll be playing. That is the song, man, because, you that's know, cool. all throughout, whatever you're going through in mm -hmm. life, you nothing happens without him knowing. Right. Nothing happens without him knowing. And without him, we can't make it. Exactly. Without him, we can't make it. Because yeah. uh, a guy at my work the other day was telling me, he's like, man, if you'd have met me five years ago, you wouldn't have liked me because I was a hermit. I was mean and mad at everybody. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, he said he found the Lord. Okay. And so I said, man, I tell you, like, without him, there, there, there's nothing. You know? yeah. And that's, that, that's really it, you guys, you know, to bring it full circle. You know, whatever you're going through in life, it's hard. It ain't gonna be easy. Mm -hmm. uh, if it was easy, everybody would do it. But uh, it's it's tough. You have to bite the bite the bullet sometimes, you know. And you have to suck it up, Buttercup. And you just have to keep on persevering, striving and thriving for greatness. Believe, achieve, so that you may succeed. Whatever it is that you want to do, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but without Jesus, I mean, you can't you, you can't do it, you exactly. know, because uh, Jesus is gonna put those good friends. Yes, in your sir. circle, man, it don't matter how long it, it, it's been since you sat down and talked to him, how long it's been since you've seen him, but Jesus is going to put you in that friend group and amongst those friends for a reason, but so that you can confide in somebody that you can talk to, that you can not just have a good time or a drink or a cookout with, but somebody that you can lean on. Exactly. So they can lean on you or you can lean on them because sometimes the friendship just ain't all about you. Mm -hmm. Friendship about them. Because they gonna need something more than you gonna ever need something. Yep. So, with that being said, Nick, yeah, is there anything else that you would like to say? Oh man, I could keep. I, we got to do part two, part three, part four. <laughs> man, it's, it's gonna be there. more for sure. Oh, it's gonna be yeah. more for sure. I'm all for it. Well, um, I do have one, one or two things that I'll be doing. Come on. Good. I, in the other episode, you said something. You said it multiple times, almost mm -hmm. to the point where it was laughable. But I still respect it. That's funny. You said. It ain't what you want to do. It's what you got to do. Exactly. And that literally, I sat up one day and to get out of this funk, I said, you know what? I got time to laces up. I'm going to keep on keeping on. You got to. And then eventually, raise at work. Uh, I, I, I got engaged. Um, school's going great. Job offers. Um, I started meeting up with friends again. Started talking to them. Started checking in on people. Uh, new car, just all kinds of stuff started happening. Mm -hmm. So I was in this really, really, really deep low before I come up on this mountaintop we're on now. Oh I'm about to ride this dude for a while. Okay? I'm not going to let nobody ran up on my parade. Hey, you and can't. So, you can't. Oh, dude. And so, if, if I'll bring it back to your mental health thing. If there's anybody out there that is severely suffering, because some people like to play it off. They like to, oh, what was me and this and that, da 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 and as a Christian, you know, the only thing bad about me is my mouth. I'll, you, my mouth will get bad sometimes. That's because I used to be, I used to cuss like a sailor when I was um, inadequate in my spiritual walk. But every now and then I still slip up and my, my old mouth starts to get me in trouble. But if I just had somebody there for me, I'd have never even had a mental breakdown let alone there's people out there that don't have anyone for them for even longer periods of time. Right. And either it's a you problem, which where you don't have the social skills and you don't have the self-esteem to go reach for someone or it's a them problem. 
maybe they have a problem with you because they're not your actual friends. And that's a big issue. That's a big hurt. That's a hard truth some of us have to face. And I had to face that because all my friends had goals and ambitions. I didn't push them away. I thought they pushed me away. What happened was life. Come full circle. Life goes on. It Whether does. you like it or not. It's always will. Always will and now, always the, will the, be. The world we live in, it ain't flat. Nope. It's it ain't, gonna, I it's, saying, it ain't flat. It, it ain't, ain't going to fall off. We ain't going to fall off in this round. And it's going to keep on spinning until the end exactly. of time. And so pick you, pick you about three or four people and make sure they're the roots. Make sure they're there for the long haul. Make sure no matter how long your time in between, y'all can still sit there and talk for hours because it, it's true love. It's true friendship. It's true bond. And, um, yeah. That'd be my lesson for the day. Well, make sure you pick some good ones. Because <laughs> friends, dude, friends can pull you out of anything. They can. They can. They can pull you from the highs and lows. Because mm-hmm. that night that uh, I was just crying out here, man, me and David, uh, David was <laughs> David was telling me about old, uh, the Lord's, uh, the, the Lord of the, uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about Job. We yeah. Talking about Job. Oh, my. Oh, helpful servant Job. Yes, sir. And, and I tell you. It's funny that David said that that night to me because there's a lot of people that always tell me about like, oh, I don't want, I don't know how I'm gonna do this, do that, and I've always that was one of the first stories I would tell people all the time, like about God's helpful servant Job. You know, mm-hmm. he was always Job went above, Job went above and beyond. He, you know, he lost so much. His whole family, he lost his family, livestock, just even his own health. health. Yeah, he lost his own health, and it was probably he lived to probably be like a. A hundred and something. He lived a longer life. He lived yeah. real long life. Real long Because everything that was taken from him, he was blessed tenfold. Indeed. Man, and Job oh. Job went through it. But you know what? He kept loving the Lord. He Absolutely. kept loving the Lord. The, the And you know what it was? The devil was just like, oh, I bet you that I can change one of your followers. Yep. Sure enough, he said, all right, you get to pick one. He said, how about how about your servant, your loyal servant, Job? Mm-hmm. Sure enough, God let the devil test Job. And sure enough, through every test that he could have, Job did not give up. Lost his wife, his kids, his livestock, his house, his friends, everything. But Job, he kept on living on. He kept persevering. He kept on pushing on. And that's all it's about. you got to continue to push on. You cannot give up no matter how hard it is. You're always going to do it for the king. Hey, I like that. (laughs) For the king. Yes, sir. But y'all check out my friend Nick's music out on Spotify, Apple Music, for the king. We're going to have to come back with a part two, three, four, and more. Yes, sir. uh, Tell them, when is this new CD coming out? So we have all 10 tracks laid down. Uh, We have one more studio day. We have built our own studio. We're working on our schedule. Nobody else's. And so I think... I have my Google Calendar here. Let's say between the end of June and August. I would love for it to be done. It's May 31st today. So we got these two weekends open in June. We can get it done then. Uh, And then we have July 30th. So, yeah, there's three or four weekends. And then all of August Saturdays are open. So, I mean, it can be done by August for sure. Okay. And so, and we're definitely, I don't know if we're going to put it on Spotify or not because we sell CDs and the older generation don't work real well with online technology. But if we, we still see trying to get them. We still oh, yeah, to. absolutely. <laughs> and so we'll give them CDs. And if they don't like CDs, we're probably going to do flash drives and put everything on flash drives. They have all of our music. Nice. And then, um, yeah. So I hope we still do online because it does reach uh, a few people. 
Um, I think we I, when we first launched it, it was like 50-something people like a day. Um, and, of course, it's dwindled down because we don't push it as much. It's been a couple of years now. So, um, But, yeah, definitely. We um, have something coming out pretty soon. Uh, we're on Facebook. TikTok has some cool stuff on it. Just a couple of videos right now. Uh, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. That's about it. All for the king. Y'all yes, check them out. Well, it's been real. It's been fun. But the fun had just begun. It's been Big Buck from the 985 to the 601, son. Big Buck and Nick Clapp. He's like, coming to tell you what. We, we know. know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Buck Bites, we out.